0: Hello and welcome to this latest exciting installment in the Bad Wolf Podcast. I'm Martin and I'm joined by myself this week because there's no one else here. So about two or three days ago, I was sent a film called Five Dates to watch and review. And my initial plan was to record a little bit of a review here. But then I realized it's kind of impossible to review it. So basically, Five Dates is this interactive game. So it's a film, but it's a game, but it's a performance piece. And I didn't really know which category I should be reviewing this from. But I'll let the interviews speak for themselves. So here we go. Here's the first interview. I'm now joined by Paul Rashid. Paul, hello. Hey, Martin, how are you doing? I'm very well. Now I have a confession to make to you. I put this film on Mm -hmm. last night at 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm going to watch it once and then go to bed. And before I knew it, it was 6 a.m. and my fiance was getting up and getting ready for work. No way. Yeah, (laughs) I had just been sat there going through every single combination that I could possibly come up with.
1: No way. uh, Ah, that's that's the best confession Uh, I've had for a while, actually.
0: (laughs) So you had to talk about your film Five Dates. And it's a romantic comedy, but I don't think anyone would have seen anything like this before. So how would you describe Hmm. this to people?
1: Well, I mean, first of all, I would say it's a a lockdown interactive rom-com. And I guess the the interactivity, because there's never been an interactive film or FMV game made in the romantic comedy space, it is something that is is totally new. And I guess, like like you've seen, the flexibility that you have with how you experience the story and, you know, who you, you choose to pursue and which storylines you choose to pursue is totally in your hands. Unlike, you know, traditional rom com where, you know, you're watching a story unfold of, of two protagonists hopefully falling in love. Whereas you kind of have the choice of, you know, various different directions the story can go. So I think that it's a new take on the rom com genre and a new direction for the interactive format.
0: Oh, absolutely! I'm used to kind of half watching stuff. Now my attention span is terrible because oh. of Twitter and social media. And I'll yeah, put on a film and I'll friend. have I'll have one eye. But with five dates, I really had to sit there and concentrate and click the right option yeah. and hope it worked out for Vinny. Yeah. So oh, I'm glad. Is that something you intended when you made this?
1: I mean, you can play it whichever way you want, really. I mean, I want it to be. I want. I want it to be. Vinny obviously is his own is his own character within the world of the story, but also, you know, it's this strange, in the interactive. He's also, you know, almost, you know, he's the eyes and the, the embodiment of the audience and the audience members. And I think with rom com, I think it's an interest when you deal with anything with regards to, you know, the romance or that kind of stuff, every single view and every single different player is going to come to it with their own experience and, and tastes and what they're into, what they're not into, What which characters they respond to, which characters they don't respond to and like any human interaction you would have, you know, your different people's different interpretations of people will change how they react to them and, you know, yeah. halfway through you know, a date with one character may be like, oh, I don't actually really like this person. So there's some <laughs> people who will play it and maybe not want to, you know, realize that they don't want Vinny to end up with this character and therefore change their, you know, the way they interact with that character. So I think it's kind of an interesting one because it's, it's not like a survival, a survival interactive game where obviously the objective is there set for you at the beginning. It's to survive. I think this is different where, it's you know, you can go into it and, you know, some people, you know, maybe they'll realize Vinny maybe isn't better off being with whoever <laughs> and change their mind or they, they, they'll really want to pursue that person or halfway through they'll realise, oh, they, want to, they think it, they, they'd rather pursue one character instead of the one they initially set out to. So I think there's a lot of flexibility with regards to how they experience that and the player brings their own, you know, their own preconceptions and their own, their own personality to it.
0: You mentioned Vinny there. Taheen is instantly likeable as Vinny when he mm. first appears on screen. What was the casting mm. process like?
1: Oh yeah. Well, I worked with an absolutely fantastic casting director called uh, Heather Bass, who was also my casting director on 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 the complex. You know, this is the third time I've worked with her, and you know, we there's a great synchronicity between the two of us that you know we, we we get on really well on a personal level and you know we understand we speak the same language and understand each other so you know she instantly knew what I was looking for in every single cast member and we had we had some really big discussions and with Tahin it was it was definitely something someone that has was was very much aware of and proposed to him and then I, I checked out his work up until that point and I was like look this is it's just like you've said Martin he's he's got that screen presence that it, it's, it's very you can't really teach it that you know you even see someone on screen and you you root for them and you're instantly kind of root you, you know you want them to succeed and you like them you know that that's something you can't really teach with, with regards to screen craft and, and Sahin has it in spades so you know once i saw his work i was like i think this is our guy straight away the other role was rule, you know we had a quite an extensive audition process which was done entirely remotely over zoom which was which was a first but also really really good because the whole film is taking place over video calls so you're you're pretty much screen testing people because you're seeing them <laughs> in the situ that they they would have been they would be anyway rather than you know you're not asking them to step into an audition room and pretend that they're in the middle of world war a world war or something like that you know <laughs> so it was actually a really good audition process man we saw so many so many talented people i mean there's such a you know a wealth of, you know, young British talent out there. So, you know, it was a really tough process, but we, we you know, we really got a, a cast that I'm, I'm really happy and really proud of. What's it
0: like directing over Zoom?
1: <laughs> it's an interesting one. I mean, I, as far as the, you know, relaying information and creatively talking to the actors about the performance, it, it, wasn't that, it wasn't that much, it wasn't that much different, especially seeing as, obviously, you know, you don't have that physicality, you can't, that physical interaction. So there's there's something, there's something lost there. But I guess because the film was happening over video calls, and majority of the interaction was dialogue-based, giving feedback and, and giving direction in that kind of, you know, in that kind of sphere, it, it wasn't too bad. I quite liked it at the end. I mean, you, you get you, you get to really be quite, you know, you you really get people's attention. There's nothing else going on around you, so you can have, you know, very. Direct communication. the the issue the, the issue was that because this was entirely remote, because we were shooting it during lock, the summer lockdown, the actors had other things to worry about so rather than just their performances. They they were doing the other jobs of the other crew, like having to light themselves, having to having oh, to, right. to do yeah. their own yeah wardrobe, makeup art direction you know George is small who plays saffron you know cooked her own lentil ragu like <laughs> you know they they had to cook their own food provide their own props you know it was so they had a. it was it's really it was a far tougher job for them than it was for me to be honest like they did they all did a fantastic job in 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 not just delivering amazing performances but being you know a whole crew within themselves so yeah it, it was a really interesting experience
0: i guess if a positive can come out of 2020 it's that a bunch of people are going into 2021 with new skills
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. They're they're always they're all gonna, you know. I think they were all sort of saying that, that, you know, that when they're next on a natural film set, they'll be tuning in very carefully to what all all the other the other departments are doing because you know they've got experience in them now.
0: How many versions of the script did you have to write? It was actually a
1: pretty quick turnaround on this project because it was sort of something that obviously I had I had my whole year planned out heading in a very different direction. You know, I set out the year before coronavirus. I had plans to make, you know, more interactive projects, but, you know, in the traditional real life shooting sense. So um, when, once all those plans got kiboshed, I kind of had sort of six weeks in the middle, you know, during the first lockdown where I didn't really do anything. I just played lots of PlayStation and and, <laughs> and, uh, and exercise. But I, I, I still had the plan of moving on to another project, you know, once that lockdown had finished, hopefully. So when John called me, there was, you know, he had the same. There was actually quite a tight time frame with, in which to, you know, make this project. So with regards to the script, like it was pretty, it was a pretty quick turnaround on it. I think I wrote the first draft in, in sort of two weeks. I kind of had like six weeks of, of kind of doing nothing, recharging my batteries. So I was really chomping at the bit. So it was kind of something that you know it was quite a fluid process. I went out with the first draft and then made some tweaks and and also the actors, you know, did a, did a lot of great improv, you know, on over over the Zoom calls, the Zoom calls when we were shooting. So you know it was kind of quite a fluid process in that sense. Sure.
0: What games were you playing on the PlayStation?
1: I got through... So, obviously... Call of Duty with all my friends, Excellent. FIFA. We were doing a lot of pro clubs, and I did. I played Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Went really completed that pretty pretty thoroughly. So uh, I'm a big fan of that franchise. So um, I'm
0: going to be getting Valhalla when it comes out. Yes, tomorrow. I've got it on pre-order. Oh yeah, yeah, no, and I can't wait. I'm and uh, the Miles Morales anxiety. Spider-Man game.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that 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 looks fantastic as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was it was those three that were mainly taking up
0: my time. Is that why Mandip Gill's character is a big gamer?
1: I don't think maybe, you know, maybe, maybe subconsciously, because I was literally living that life. It kind (laughs) of, you know, it kind of reflected. In, in, in Mandip's character. Yeah, pro- probably. Probably. I think you hit the nail on the head
0: there. <laughs> What's it like working with Mandip? Because obviously she's not just famous, she's Doctor Who famous. What's mm. it like to get someone <laughs> like her on your project?
1: I mean, it was fantastic. I, I'm not actually who you were per se, but I was a fan of Mandip's work. And she, I knew, I, you know, I, had, I have friends in the industry who've worked with her and said she's absolutely fantastic to work with. So she was someone who was already always creatively and professionally someone that I was really interested in working with so and we we just through through, through our casting director Heather approached her agent and and sent the script and man really responded to the script and we had a phone call and you know we got on really well it was it was it, I, you know on a, on a personal level and then it was kind of and then we just and then she was an absolute privilege to work with it was it was really smooth she hadn't juggled all the technical Elements of it really, really well, and you know, delivered as a, a, I'm sure you, you saw, like an amazing performance. You know, it was just a really slick, cool, fun experience working with her. She's super, super talented. So, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we've never met in person, but. <laughs> <laughs> So digitally, she, I have nothing but I had nothing but an amazing experience working with her.
0: Well, everyone in this is just so natural, especially the relationship between Vinny and Callum. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. Did your experiences on Complex really help with this? It was a different beast to the Complex, actually, in certain ways. I think, with regard going back to what you were saying about the natural
1: performances between the characters, I wanted to make it, I wanted it to make to be like that because you know I wanted them to bring. As much comfort on a personal level to it as possible. So what we did before, as not, it wasn't really rehearsal. It was more just we had Zoom calls between Tahine and all the other characters. They just had a chat on a casual level. That we we weren't really going to talk script. We weren't the purpose wasn't to talk script or to talk project. It was to just almost kind of just chat and see what their rapport was as people. And then once we, once they did that it made them you know allowed them to be a lot more comfortable and 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 almost friends on a personal level which was they were able to carry their own unique rapports between each other to so the characters when we when it came to the shooting which is a, which is a which is a different way of doing it you're kind yeah you you're really heavily focusing on the naturalism whereas when you're doing a genre piece like the complex it's it's kind of different because you're you're playing the stakes more
0: yeah
1: which were, you know the stakes were very obvious in the complex with regards to you know the, the characters are trapped in this lab and need to get out so and you know they were, I had a very specific vision of the you know the acting style and 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 the type of film I wanted to make and the type of music that would be there accompanying it so it was, it was, it was, it was, it was too, acting wise, the styles were two very different approaches, I would say. It was very much a rehearsal process with regards to the complex where we studied the script, studied the character, where it was something quite different on
0: five days. As well as directing and writing, you act as well. Do you prefer Uh, either one of those or do they each just scratch a different kind of itch?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a a really good way to put it. I mean, at the moment, my my acting sort of taking a back seat, really. I I would say I'm sort of in semi-retirement, but, you know, if the right project comes along, never say never. I always sort of use the analogy of, like, having three horses running at the same time. And I'm still at the age where, like, if one horse pulls ahead of the other, I can run with that for a little bit. So, you know, for a while, it was the three of them running. And I think in the past two, three years, my writing and directing horses have have very much pulled ahead of my acting ones so I'm kind of very much focused on on those at the moment and I really enjoy them and I think what I always say is that my personality is I think I'm equal parts introvert and extrovert. So I do really relish the writing process in that I can, you know, <laughs> isolate myself. I mean, my friends don't thank like me, but isolate myself and, you know, really immerse myself in a story and, and build it and, and, and try and work it out. But then I also, you know, really love the dynamism of being on set and directing and, you know, interacting and collaborating with so many different people. So. I think yeah, scratching different issues is, is a good analogy for. It. I, I they kind of just appeal to different parts of my
0: of my personality. I'd say. Is it difficult to balance being objective with subjective when you're writing and directing a project?
1: Oh, I would say a hundred a hundred percent. I think with regards to sort of with with regards to character. I mean, any actor will tell you, especially if they're portraying someone who's who's not very amenable in particular or someone who's, or someone who's, from, who's from a different you know, world of experiences than the actor themselves has ever experienced. You have to be very objective in researching and looking into it and portraying certain people and situations and, and stories. Even if, you, if they may not resonate with you in a certain way or your emotional response to them is one way, you need to present things as they are for the and it's for the audience to then extrapolate their own their own interpretations so sure. you know I'll, I'll, I'll very much i'll have my initial subjective reaction to anything but then I, i'll remind myself that okay i need to i can't let that skew the way i portray this or you know let this scene play out or i can't you know be too heavy-handed in the music that i use because the scene makes me feel this way and that way i need to like impose it onto the audience you know if that
0: makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm probably going to ask a really loaded question here. Um, but do you have an opinion with who Vinny should have ended up with?
1: Oh, <laughs> again, I go back to what I was saying about about it being a person. It's, I'd I say it's a personal thing for the audience member. I think sure. the audience member should bring to it who they. You know, because I think with regards to things like dating and relationships, not just romantic relationships, any relationships, you know, we, there are different times and periods in our lives where we need different things, whether that be stability, excitement, you know, you name it. So I think it will be interesting, player by player, viewer by viewer, you know, how they bring what they are looking for in, in another person at that period of time in their lives. Because it changes, you know, sometimes, you, you know, like I said, it could be, you could be looking for something more stable, or you could be looking for something more exciting that may, you know, that the future future prospects may look a bit more unsteady. Or you may be looking for, you know, it depends what you may be interested in. Your interest may align more with one, a player's interest may align with one character more than the other. So I think it is a very subjective thing with regards to who. Who, 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 I think would be best long term for Vinny to end up with, and I think it, a lot of that will be decided by what the player um, thinks is best for them in their life and, and what they they're looking for in their relationships. I hope that's not sitting on the fence too much.
0: <laughs> no, it's perfect. <laughs> I really enjoyed setting him up with someone and then going back and completely sabotaging it just to see what would
1: happen. <laughs> who did you? Who did you? Who did, uh, yeah, who did you end him up
0: with? Uh, Getting um... get get with first. shana i felt that he was best suited with her and Mm, then mm. i went back and he ended up with Maya. yeah but yeah paul i really enjoyed this film and i could talk to you for hours about this but i know you're a busy man so i'm gonna let you get on so thanks for your time
1: it really means a lot that you enjoyed it honestly it really means a lot Um, i really did uh, and and thank you so much
0: okay so i'm now joined by georgia small georgia how are you doing
2: i am Thank you very much.
0: Yeah. How are you finding yourself you in these crazy times that we live in?
2: Um, well, the first lockdown, I was very motivated, living my best life, getting up at 8am, <laughs> yeah. sending emails, doing artwork. And this time I'm like, <laughs> Uber on the sofa watching TV. It's so depressing.
0: Uh, it's so strange that we're in lockdown too.
2: I literally can't believe it. Like I actually <laughs> did not see this coming.
0: What's it like making a film in twenty twenty?
2: Well, this is kind of my only actual experience of doing that kind of work in oh, twenty twenty, wow. apart from I did like a commercial but that doesn't really, it wasn't really filming. So for me it's just been filming in my own living room, um, with a team on Zoom and filming myself on yeah, kit that I've been sent to my house. So it's been <laughs> very, very bizarre and strange.
0: Yeah, because you also had to act as the crew as well and do your own sound and lighting, and makeup, and I believe you were even a prop maker at one point.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was, and I literally had to shift like my entire living room into like one tiny little corner because I didn't have much like furniture in my place
3: yeah. at the
2: time to like shove everything into a corner, like myself up, do my own clapperboard, which is quite cool. It's like cool to sort of have a vague understanding of all the different um production elements but I was, it was it's funny because basically the setup of like where the laptop had to be with all of the team and then taking the other actors who's playing Vinny, and then the eye line for the iphone which was filming me meant that all my acting was done to like a black piece of plastic on my tripod <laughs> <laughs> which made things a lot harder for myself, that's for sure, because like, you're not getting any feedback from another actor. You're literally just
0: looking at a piece of plastic, so that oh. was quite tricky. I guess it's similar to what people in big-budget CGI's would have to go through as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, with like a dragon.
0: So how did you become involved in this film? What attracted you to it?
2: I've never like seen anything like this before so that for me was obviously really exciting and Paul's done a lot of really cool work in the past and I actually went I this before I didn't expect to have yeah. as far as I did so I feel very very honored the other people on the team are so have done such amazing work and I am at the very start of my career so I feel very honored to be you know part of something with people so amazing yeah, I've seen like anything standard scratch is of the similar strain, like interactive film, but something about dating I think is always gonna be interesting. Like I love all those, you know, first date, dinner day, love like all shows about like love and like meeting someone for the first time are like so fascinating to watch. And I think, you know, putting it into like a rom com interactive game is just so so
0: clever yeah it's just exciting yeah i was saying to paul earlier it's a romantic comedy but it's like nothing i've ever seen before i started to watch it at 10 p.m the other night and before i knew it it was 6 a.m and my fiance no was getting way. ready for work i just sat there oh going through goodness. every possible combination i could set vinnie up with
2: that is mad that's so funny i'm so like it's so crazy because <laughs> i actually like playing this game i like can't believe it that's actually happening right now that's
0: so cool yeah i just became really addicted probably if we weren't in lockdown too i might not have (laughs) but (laughs) yeah yeah, i just i just became really engrossed and it was like oh well i've set him up with this person now let's go back and do it with someone else (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was really interesting talk to me a bit about your creative journey you mostly got a background in theater right
2: yeah so i so i went to drama school in australia very, very random how I ended up there. We don't talk about that. It was mine, a minor little blip. But um, ended up in Australia. And so I, was, yeah, I did my training there. And then I actually dropped out in my final final year of training. I did two years. And then I moved to London and kind of was like, oh, wow, I literally know absolutely nobody in the industry. <laughs> so I spent, like, the first year just going mental, like, auditioning for absolutely Anything I could get my hands on with no agent. Kind of booked a couple of like short short films and like TV pilots, but all sort of small scale stuff because I was just doing it all myself. And then it was actually during. The first lockdown that I got signed to an agent just from sort of finding all the work for myself, and they sort of approached me despite me emailing people for an entire year. I then finally got (laughs) approached by somebody, which as luck would have it. Yeah, so honestly, my experience is basically just doing literally anything I can get my hands on. I will do any work. I just love working and being busy, so which is why I'm struggling right now
0: (laughs) (laughs) is there a different approach to screen acting than stage acting
2: oh definitely like it's a completely different ball game in a way obviously in both sort of disciplines you have to bring truth to your performance but for theater training like I did conservatoire training and that's mainly just about like vocal relaxation body relaxation and like learning how to fill a sort of you know giant theater space with the right technique and everything's sort of larger because you're trying to project to the back of the room whereas with screen everything is so internal so small in fact the like the least amount that you can possibly do is the most interesting thing to watch on film and I think that for me was always a big adjustment because I grew up doing theater all through school and I always loved being like like performing like (laughs) you know all that big stuff and then to suddenly like watch myself back and be like oh that really really doesn't work on screen it's learning how to make those adjustments for me has been such a like thrilling experience because it feels like yeah it's just like learning a completely new skill in a way
0: yeah how did you get involved with acting
2: i have honestly wanted to do this since i was about two years old was very lucky to go to a school that was, like, very into theatre, so we always had, like, massive productions that I was always, always involved in. And then, sort of, come when I was 18, I just, I either wanted to go to drama school or art school or, like, do an English degree and I couldn't decide on which. And I was like, oh, just, I wasn't ready to, like, have got my academic stuff So, I did English at Durham and sort of fell. I'm not fell out of love with like acting but i i didn't like the vibe that i was getting from it at durham and it it was just like a weird it wasn't like what i thought performance was about and so i just sort of completely dropped it for five years and then it was only when i was in australia and i was dating a musician and i was watching him go on stage and performing and i was just like backstage and i was like, I do not want to be backstage anymore, actually. (laughs) I was like, I want to be on stage. And so that kind of, like, reignited that thing that I'd, like, squished for so long. And I actually think that's why I got into drama school was because I'd I'd had five years out to realise that it was, like, exactly what I wanted. I think when I was 18, I was kind of like, maybe wanted it, you know, for the wrong reasons or, like... Yeah, it just, like, really felt right when I was auditioning for, for schools in Australia. And I think I weirdly, like, had pressure taken off myself because i hadn't done anything in so long i was like i have no idea what i'm doing let's just <laughs> let's just enjoy this and so like i just remember having so so much fun at all of my drama school auditions um i was very lucky to get into into where i did and do my training there
0: it is amazing what difference a different environment can make on you in a kind of different place in life
2: oh absolutely and like it's funny you say that as well because you know even though i was training at a incredible institution um called the National Institute of Dramatic Art in Sydney and yet Sydney for me was just not at all where i needed to be and that really deeply affected my training and that that's actually why i left in my final year i was just so miserable and so yeah. i basically had no support network outside of like my drama school experience because i was literally only in sydney as the only international student you know, who wasn't Australian, who didn't have family there, who didn't have other friends outside of that. So I was just, like, in the dark completely. Like, I made ama- amazing, amazing friends, there, and I loved everyone, but it was just like I had nothing sort of outside of it, really. And yeah. so it just became very, like, suffocating, and I, I just needed to be in the UK for some reason. I was just like, I've always just been, felt really at home here. Even though I didn't grow up in the UK, it's always felt like, where I belong,
0: in a weird way. (laughs) Oh. Where are you from originally?
2: Well, so I am British, but I grew up in Singapore.
0: Oh, wow. So I was born and
2: raised in Singapore. I lived there for 18 years, so literally till I went to uni. And my parents still live there, so
0: I'm trying to get
2: them back to the UK now. I'm like, your time is up. Please come back to the UK.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So do you have a favourite moment from this film?
2: A favourite moment? Yeah. Ooh. That's a good question. I don't know there's no, I think it's not really like one particular moment which doesn't answer your question very well but I think just for me meeting like having so much time with Tahine was so like fun. like we just got on so well Like I consider him a really good friend now which is such a beautiful thing to take away from you know any kind of experience like that and it's just such a shame that I didn't get to have any screen time with the other actresses on board because that would yeah. have been so dope and me and G are actually good friends now as well she's an absolute legend we met up after filming and stuff when lockdowns to of V's and got on really well too so it would have been so cool if I'd been able to actually like film with those guys but yeah. it was a
0: little bit dream. maybe we'll get a sequel yeah know. <laughs> Georgia I've really enjoyed our chat and I could talk to you for ages but I know you're busy today so I'm going to let you get on oh, thank you me. so much for your time
2: thanks so much it was lovely to meet you
0: you too Okay, so I'm now joined by Taheen Modak. Taheen, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you very much. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. How's lockdown point two treating you? Pulled up my saxophone. I've never played it before, and
3: I've had it for maybe four years. So maybe, <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't do it in the first lockdown, so maybe the second lockdown is time to, to give it a go. But we'll see. how will probably give, give off off, up. Like
0: <laughs> is it one of those things you are thinking, oh, one day, one day, and then one day just never <laughs> arrived?
3: Yeah, well, I keep every now and again I get up, a, um, I'll hear a song and then I'll go, oh, yeah, no, I want to play the saxophone like that. And then I'll put on a, a YouTube beginner's guide. I'll watch it for five minutes. I'll get the saxophone out. I think that's important, but I'll get it out. <laughs> then I'll play it for two seconds and I go, oh, that doesn't sound good at all. And then I'll put it away and then I'll go and have some toast or something like that. <laughs> uh,
0: well, at least you get the saxophone out. And that's the main point.
3: Yeah, and now it's sitting in the room now and it's staying. So maybe this time I will... I will actually, I think I will give it a go time. to be fair.
0: So you are involved in this film, Five Dates, and I'll tell yeah. you what I told Paul and Georgia earlier when I spoke to them. I put it on at 10pm the other night, and before I knew yeah. it, it was 6am, and I'd just been no. sat there. <laughs> Well, I just got really addicted to it and all the combinations and everything I could go through. So this isn't a romantic film in a traditional sense. So how would you explain no. this film to someone?
3: Well, I remember seeing the trailer... And Shelley came out a couple maybe a week ago and I just thought, oh, this is just such a feel good experience. I was thinking that we've been in the world is kind of, you know, crazy right now and actually what's needed is just some fun. That's what this film is. It's not your it's like you said, it's not your traditional or anything like that. What's great about this is the the audience, the viewer, the player Gets to choose the narrative, but we yeah. essentially we we just give them the blueprint and they can construct the story in whichever way they feel. So if they want it just to be light and funny and fluffy, then they can go down that route. And if they want it to be a bit more, they want to pick a more difficult route for Vinny and make his make his life a little harder. Then they can also they can also choose that route. <laughs> so it's a bit unconventional, but I just think it's a lot of fun. It is a lot. It's great of fun. that you that you played it. Oh, yeah. I haven't played it myself yet, but...
0: It's great. How many versions did you film? I think it's something... I think we've...
3: I don't know how many versions exactly, but there was a couple for each scene. So every scene... I'd say overall, to put it into context, maybe about eight hours plus worth of actual footage. (laughs) And obviously the film could end up being... Your version of it could end up being an hour long, maybe an hour and a half up to, I guess, two and a half hours, depending on which route you take. But we filmed about eight hours plus worth of footage. So there are just so many different avenues you could take. And each one obviously leads to a, once you take one strand and you're off on a whole different route, if you'd have picked, sort of like, what was the Netflix show called? Bandersnatch, Snatch, where you sort of, you pick a cereal in the beginning and depending on which serial you choose, you'd, you'd take a whole different strand. So kind of like that, but just, with love and with Vinny.
0: So you guys had to like double and triple up as crew for this as well. So you had to do like the sound engineering, the makeup, the wardrobe even. And I noticed that yeah. depending on what career you give Vinny, his outfit changes slightly. His outfit changes. They sent all the equipment to the house,
3: and again, everything is everything was everything was done by the actor in their in their respective filming location. So all the tech staff, all the costume, like you said, and I think it was. I think they, they needed... So on the side of my laptop, I've got a USB port. Right. Um, and then on the other side of my MacBook, I've got another USB port. Now, I didn't know that the MacBook had two USB ports. So we reached the, the first filming day, and they said, okay, so can you plug one hard drive into one uh, USB port, and then plug some other techie piece of equipment in the other side? Or can you just plug two of these in? And I said, oh, we have a mini but I don't have... I don't have to. I've only got one USB port, which created loads of issues for the tech team. So then they had to sort of get a courier over the next day <laughs> to give me a, a USB adapter so I could add multiple things into the into the MacBook. And then I remember just looking at the other side for the first time going, oh my goodness, that's the second USB port. And I remember telling everyone, they were like, gee, what have you done? Two USB ports this whole time, and You didn't even look. And so the technical side of it for me was horrendous. But fun, nonetheless. You know what I mean, it was fun to still, to still do those, those jobs. And it was a great experience, nonetheless.
0: I'll just tell you my tech story that I had recently. I didn't realise that my MacBook had a CD drive. No and way. Yeah, I just thought it was like an air vent. I was like, who give, who ships a MacBook with a CD vent nowadays? Uh, so I brought an external uh, uh, like CD driver so that I could plug it in. Yeah, I know. Too <laughs> I'm
3: uh, looking at mine now just to double check that there's no CD. There's definitely not one in <laughs> on. mine. I've got a MacBook Air. But um, yeah, tech is just not my... It's funny when you're asked to do that kind of stuff. Like I'd, I'd never seen the other side of my laptop. I'd never had it used for more than one USB port at yeah. a time. I don't even think I've had a use for it since I've had the laptop. But yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. And obviously at the time, it was like, oh my goodness, I've kind of caught this up a little bit. But then, you know, we can, it's one of those things that you can kind of laugh about in hindsight.
0: So yeah, well, at least you are leaving 2020 with a higher skill set.
3: Oh, yeah, completely. I'm changed, <laughs> I like changing career after this. I'm going to, you know... <laughs>
0: So what's it like making a film during lockdown?
3: Truthfully, it was great because, you know, so many actors are not working at the moment. Obviously, theatre and TV had to stop specifically in the first lockdown. I I think things are starting to pick up a little bit this time around and filming can still still continue during this lockdown 2.0. But I was just yearning to do something like, I'm sure many people were and so when the opportunity came around immediately I thought yes 100% I'm definitely on board with this it was two weeks of filming so it was intensive it was was doing a normal filming job so seven till seven near enough every day and it was great obviously Vinny's in it pretty much the whole time so it was it was busy it was a busy couple of weeks but yeah, it was a lot of fun and working with a great team, and it gives you purpose. When you work, it gives you a little bit of purpose. Um, yeah. So I felt needed. To, I felt needed for a couple of weeks, which was <laughs> great. Considering the rest of the time, I was just milling around eating chocolate. So it was it was a really fun filming process.
0: Uh, what's your chocolate of choice? Just out of interest. Kinder Bueno and Hers. Nice, pie. nice, good I solid do, I do that mostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Mixed Twix man up. myself. But your Twix,
3: man, my mum loves Twix.
0: Yeah, there's I've just a lot going on in a Twix.
3: There is, there is. And it's, there's, a, there's a crunch to it. it is there's, there's a biscuity <laughs> aspect to it at the
0: same time. But Kinder Bueno for me,
3: Hazelnut, I'm a sucker for it. I love <laughs> Hazelnut and then I
0: love white chocolate and cookies and cream. So Hershey's for me. So what's it like being directed over the internet?
2: It
3: was, it was weird at first because I guess the one thing about making films or making... TV, whatever it is, people were doing it, whatever it is, people were in a lockdown, is you miss that, this is a physical thing, acting is yeah. a, a physical, so being in person, being able to connect, like I hadn't actually met anybody in person before we started, so I'd never seen them in real life, and you miss that, I guess it is reflective of dating online, I mean it, it yeah. worked to a certain point, you can have a conversation, you can talk to each other, you can FaceTime, but you ultimately miss out on that in-person connection that you make and it's and it's again because because acting is a doing thing it's a, it's a feeling it's palpable being able to communicate in person I just it's invaluable do you know what I mean so this yeah. was at first challenging but then because of what Paul had written the, the it kind of worked because the whole point is the whole film is set online anyway yeah so it kind of I guess if it was any any other storyline then it would be it would end up proving really difficult if if we were having to move the camera around or anything like that, then yeah this would be a really difficult thing to have filmed but because the whole film centers around online dating, having an online discussion wasn't that far with your director specifically about a scene wasn't that far fetched so it kind of all it all fit together quite nicely.
0: did you have any like tips or tricks to maintain? Eyeline and stuff. Eyeline was a difficult one because the, the whole,
3: the whole. I mean, filming, filming, acting. There, there is a technical aspect to all that stuff. You're specifically on camera. It was hard because the eyeline. We couldn't actually look at the laptop. So where I had my date up at that, whoever was my date at that time, where I had them up on my laptop in front of me on the Zoom call, pinned, so I could see their face enlarge. That didn't work with the eyeline for camera which was my iPhone, which was recording just above the laptop. Right. And it's amazing how you look. if you look down too much, it literally looks like you're looking at the table. So doing that now and again is fine, but I never got to see the person whilst I was doing the scene. So every, t- for pretty much every scene we all do, I'm not looking at the person at all. They're sort of in my peripheral. I can see them just below my eye line, and I'm trying to pick up on maybe little things that they've done in the scene, if they didn't have hand signal and that made me laugh, or if there's a certain facial expression, then I'm trying to pick up on that, but it's definitely made it challenging because you're not looking at them at all. So all those eight hours of recording that we did, I'm never looking at the person, and that, that, was, that was a challenge for sure.
0: I guess it's testament to all of your abilities because I would never have guessed that.
3: Well, I, I mean, I'm definitely lucky working with
0: some pretty pretty cool people who have had experience in doing this for
3: you know some time now so I think it was it was if, if I hadn't have done anything before this if I was completely new and fresh to this I think I would have really really struggled but because I kind of I've done a few jobs and I've been on set a bit so I kind of have some experience in the technicalities and the challenges that you might face and I'm sure everybody else in the cast would feels the same way so having that experience for a thing like this does it does
0: aid you do you know what I mean Sure. So are you looking forward to getting back on a proper set and getting some normalcy? Uh, I've back
3: been I've been on a proper set. I was on a proper set last, two weeks ago now. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the bit. It's a new Sky One comedy series. Oh, nice. And they, we've just shot a pilot for that. They might commission that to go next year, I think. Oh, fingers a crossed. A few months into next year. So fingers crossed for that. And that was, I mean, every, you know, I had the visor on and everything and everybody's masked up. But it was so great to be back working in person. Do you know what I mean? Even though this was this film was was a ball to make. Yeah. Again, that that being on set and bare in the flesh is just the feeling is unbeatable. I think I enjoy that so much. So that was nice. But I'm I'm eager to get back on and do more. Do you know what I mean? For it to yeah. still real. It was only a pilot, and so it, it might or might not go ahead. But it will be nice to be back.
0: Real this time. What's the atmosphere like on sets these
3: days? I think pretty great. I think pretty great. I think everybody's been wanting to get back, and so even though there are restrictions, I mean, I had in order to go on set, you have to have a COVID test, and then you have to have another COVID test during the week, so you oh, get wow. two a week. And so they are really looking after everybody and ensuring that you know people are COVID-free in this in this in this particular case. But people are just even though you you. I, your dressing room and everything is set before everyone else on set. So if you go when you're on set and you're not back at unit base, you're put into separate rooms when you're not filming. So you, it's hard. You don't actually get to really interact with the cast uh, that much unless you're doing a scene. And But I'd, I'm, I'm happy to have that little bit of isolation, uh, finding room in order to still be working. So I didn't really mind it. I felt like everybody was still in great spirits for yeah. for just being there and being able to work again
0: must be very weird
3: yeah uh, but it was weird i think i had a mask on so i had a mark but i I switched over to a when you're not allowed to take mask off until you actually until final checks until you actually do your first take
0: oh wow so it was
3: challenging because then i was thinking oh, i need the director to see my face to tell me everything that i need to do better just in case i've got some stuff wrong so that was so then, yeah, I switched to a visor so that they can see me and see, you know, my facial expressions, my mouth moving, if it's landing properly, if the scene is working. So definitely challenging. But to be honest, no more challenging than five dates. That was more challenging <laughs> than pretty much anything I've ever done. To keep up the, to, to ensure that the, the story is being told whilst, you know, doing a slate and then checking your mic and Doing all the storage transfers over to the tech guys at the end of the day, so that they can then edit the film and everything. So I don't think I'll find anything as technically challenging as five days. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Great to have the experience, though, right? Oh, wonderful to have the experience, and the team was great. Which is, you know, it's often you're filming for maybe. I mean, this is a different case, but you don't actually do. You don't film that much you maybe you know a take can be a minute and a half and then the rest of the time you're doing other things you're waiting for the camera to reset and everything it's slightly different with five days but it means that you spend so much time with the people you're working with and you have to communicate with them throughout the whole day this team was just it was just easy it was just a great team to be a part of sarah and paul and everybody and so yeah super super grateful to be a part
0: of it yeah that's really good to hear everyone has spoken to has spoken so highly of their experiences on this that's good i'm glad <laughs> that's great all right Tahine, i could talk to you for hours mate i'm really enjoying this but i know you're very busy today so i'm gonna let you yeah. get on
3: thank you so much martin
0: it's been a pleasure talking to you thank Thanks you for time. having me on the podcast. oh no problem good. no problem I'll catch you later cheers mate <laughs> Okay, so how great were those interviews? I'd just like to thank Paul, Georgia, and Tahine for their time. Really enjoyed talking to each of them. And honestly, I could have spoken to each of them for hours, but time, you know what time's like, it just escapes from you and people are busy. So Five Dates is released worldwide for digital download on Windows and Mac via Steam on the 17th of November. And there will be a PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch version coming, I think, next month, but I'm not entirely sure. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. If this was your first episode, please go back and check out the back catalog. We got loads of great interviews that we've done over the past. Okay, bye guys. <music> Equipment used in the creation of this feature was purchased through a grant from Grey and the Paul Hamlin Foundation.